Well, that was certainly a fun open yesterday. If you could actually see the quotes and what you were trading. We'll talk about that real quickly. Who's going to be the first one in the chat or Benzinga to get the $3,500 Apple Vision Pro? New all-time high, big reversal. Downgrade to Dollar General. Wow, that's a shocker. This is pre-market prep on a Tuesday. We're starting the day a little bit in the red, but anything can happen. Let's get it going, Mitch. Coming to you live from downtown Detroit, this is Benzinga's pre-market prep with your host, Joel Conan. This is a volatile puppy here, isn't it? And Dennis Dick. I'm bidding a penny. I'd buy that stock for a penny. With everything you need to start your trading day. All right, good morning, traders and investors. We're down just a point here, 42.80. We got a good number on the downside and a good number on the upside. Uh, the buck is up 12.9 cents at 104, 6.06. Bonds up a quarter point, 128, 6.30 seconds. Crude, five bucks off the Sunday night high, down a buck 58 at 70.57. Gold, Trying to get over 2,000 ways to go up six bucks, 1980.30. Silver still under 24 bucks, even being up 15 cents at 23.78 and a half. And Bitcoin, do we have an FTX part two here? Big hit yesterday, bouncing only 100 bucks a day. Those Bitcoin futures are up 25,000 or at 25,740 triple d it's a tuesday not much going on yet how you doing i'm here i'm here um it's a slow it's a slow day we've chomped around a little bit but we definitely are very slow here this morning but we've always got stuff to talk about here and i think apple's probably the oh. main choice of topic you want to talk about yesterday's open real quick and get yeah. that out of the way? That was well, yeah. I didn't know what was going on, so I'm like, okay, I'm getting executions, and I'm like, okay, I try to sell something. I'm like, why is that not selling? Because I'm trying to hit the bid. I'm like, why is that not selling? And I'm trying to lift the offer and buy something else. Like, why can I not buy? It? And then all of a sudden, I'm getting filled outside the quote. And I'm like, why am I getting filled here? I'm like, it's not even trading. There. I was like, oh my gosh, it is. It was the level one quotes, and I think the level two even that were just all messed up. So it looked like executions actually were coming back, maybe a little bit delayed, but the quotes themselves were just Damn. messed up. Where the stocks were trading were not where they were be where they were quoted. So if anybody else noticed that, let us know here as well. It, I didn't look into it, but I believe it was an exchange issue because it was multiple brokers doing it. Um, I had two separate. Uh, I have two separate brokers. I have Ready Plus and I have Interactive Brokers, and the quotes on both platforms were messed up. And I'm like, well, that. When you get them, you know, they're separate like that, you know, quotes messed up on both, automatically you think this is an exchange issue and not a broker issue because, well, it's a coincidence of both brokers messing up at the same time. So it was just kind of chaos. Felt like I didn't know where anything was trading. I'm trying to make trades. End of the day, it worked out okay. Um, I started following the time in sales to, to figure out where the stocks were trading. Oh, so it took me about a minute job, or two Dennis. to figure out. 
that the quotes weren't on. Love and that. I'm like, I think the time and sales are though. So I'm like, okay, well, this is where it's trading. It's like 10 cents yeah. below there right now. So then That's exactly I what using... I started showing Dennis on live trading. I immediately started pulling the time and sales. I was like, look at the orders actually going through here. So you yeah. can understand where the pricing is, because if you don't, then you could easily just see that spread just completely off. Um, so definitely time and sales is one of the best yeah. ways to really look at. Yes, this is an actual order that has gone through the book there so that's always a, a great way of, of making sure that also you're tr actually trading right you'll see volume flowing through that was another way that i started seeing okay we're coming back to normal normal trading here yeah. um because it picked right back up after a little while um what did you do at that moment dennis did you just stop trading did you continue did you try to make something off of that what, what was your reaction no i was trying to get out of position so i just started looking at where the stocks were trading in the time and sales and then you knew where the liquidity was so you okay. know it's like some of this stuff was like i was trying to sell spy and i'm like <laughs> okay well why is that not hitting i'm hitting the bed and then after like i said after about a minute if it felt like a couple of minutes it was probably a minute I was like, these quotes are off. And then I was like, okay, here's where it's trading and see where the liquidity is. And then I'm throwing it into where the trades are going off and getting executed right away. So I don't think it was even delayed executions. I think it was just the quotes that were off because when I started putting my orders out there into where the market was really trading, then obviously it was getting executed. But I haven't seen that for a long time. So I don't know what the reason was for that. I never really researched it. Uh, maybe I'll look into it today. But obviously uh, the quotes were off there for the first five minutes of trading there yesterday morning. That was fun. Okay. Uh, <laughs> so who's going to be the first to get the Apple Vision Pro glasses? All right. I don't know if I'm going to be able to afford them, but we can talk a little <laughs> no, bit about that. Let's, let's get into the action. Of course, we're going to cover three main topics today in Apple. The first one that I want to talk about, of course, is Apple Vision Pro and why it could change the landscape for what VR is capable of. Of course, Apple Vision Pro available in early 2024 and priced at $3,499. Wow. Um, it's packed with category-leading technology, including cameras, display, motion sensors, AI controls, plus integration, of course, of the ecosystem for Apple. I did get some comments from our man, of course, Gene Munster from Deepwater Asset Management. So I want to give you guys some of those comments. He said that spatial computing is a big deal. Yes, it's very expensive. And yes, the selection of apps will be limited early on, but those barriers will disappear over time. And I believe it will account for 10% of all Apple sales in 2030. Yeah, I heard him say that on CNBC as well, talking about this product. I look at this and think, what the hell? I mean, they're comparing this to the iPhone. This is not the iPhone here, folks. It's not even close to the iPhone. I mean, this is simple to use. I pick it up. I'm like, I don't have to put this on my head. I'm locking and using. This right here was a game changer. This right here is what turned Apple around. iPod and then obviously the iPhone and then the iPad. This is what, you know, because we look back. Remember going back. Apple was in trouble. Do you, like for people forget time. this. Yeah. For a long time, Apple was, you know, 1998 was in trouble. And then they did a deal with Microsoft. And then that helped them. You know, and they slowly started to build themselves back up. iTunes was probably their first major product, what, which was really a hit. You know, people actually going out and who's going to pay for songs? But they did because it was clean, 99 cents. You'd have to go download off of your Napster or whatever the heck you were downloading off of at the time. 
And, you know, then they came out with the iPhone, uh, the iPod, which was really cool. And then the iPhone and then the iPad. I mean, these were game-changing innovations. This is something you put over your head that majority of people will not buy. So, you know, yes, maybe this is the TV moment from your dad here, uh, Joel, where your dad said nobody's going to pay, you know, or nobody's going <laughs> to sit inside and watch TV. So maybe I'm having that TV moment where I'm going to say nobody's putting on these goggles to pretend they're in some other world and do things. I mean, is it going to be fun to try? Yeah. If it was 500 bucks, maybe more. 3,500 bucks. That's Come on. Money. I know. I may be dead wrong, Text Tower. I have no crystal ball here. I'm giving you my opinion. My opinion is that this is not the iPhone. My opinion is that this is not a game changer for Apple. So I don't think it's even going to move the needle. Yeah, Dennis, you're talking about, of course, uh, the Malays in the 90s and the early 2000s. But it even took a while for the iPhone really to, to, to affect the stock because the first generation of iPhones hit the market in 2007. Yeah. Right? And yeah. it, I mean, it was still back in that area back in 2009. And that's still that same area. So it started that, you know, made that made the move, uh, you know, with the rally from 2010 to 2012. And then we all know what happened, uh, what happened after that. I just I mean, thirty five hundred bucks is just a lot. And that's just a lot of money. I, I just they got to bring the price down. I say it's not going to be a big success until they can get that price down. I think it's just too price too high. Full disclosure, I have a small trading position um, still left over here in Apple. Um, it was downgraded here as well this morning. So, um, oh, let's talk about the price action because that is not good. It does. We should have written that up from yesterday. You know, when uh, we were talking about the run up ahead of the event, takes out the old time high by two bucks. Two bucks. Yeah, and then boom, I don't know. I wish I, I knew what time they announced the $3,500 price because they came in with their selling shoes on and ended up going from in the green by like three bucks to in the red by a couple bucks. I think we're going we're gonna to be focusing on this candle for a long time here in Apple. I think if this 178 holds, you know, the low from yesterday, then, you know, boom, continue on its merry way. We got to test that close. I'm not going to worry about yesterday's high uh but i'm sure a lot of people would like to see that friday close at 180.95 so it was by the new you know by the pre run up into the event and then they just sold the day's line so that's not a good indication for the market we'll see if uh one stock it really has that big of an impact and remember mitch what do you think stock. of the product let's let's get mitch he's younger than he's us you know i'm not accepting of some big goggly thing i've got to put on my head here and pay 3500 for it but you know mitch is you know in this universe to a certain extent here he follows the stuff closely let's get money mitch's thoughts yeah one thing that i would say is clearly this does have leading technology in it. That's the reason why it's $3,499. That's what I will tell you. Compared to the next uh, comparable, which would be the HTC Vive uh, headset, that's the more expensive, not the Oculus. Oculus is more in the cheaper range for the consumer to buy. And I think that's what Zuckerberg wanted. Um, and I think that this is one of those situations where you got to pay for the technology, right? And, and in this case, the technology is just still too expensive to come down to the consumer level. And I think that, yeah, you're going to have some people buy that $3,499 price, but it's going to be probably more people that are using it for more like office 
Um, I don't think too many gamers are going to be willing to uh, put out $3,500. Just seems like it's too much. Money, um, but now what the actual technology that it has in it is really good. I will tell you that, guys. Um, they thought about just about everything of the negatives on the Quest, and they fixed a lot of that. Like, let's say Joel talked about how the goggles, right? Like, you know, it's just really big and kind of clunky. Well, they made it kind of more like ski goggles, so where it feels a little bit less clunky on your face. Next thing, right, that you can actually see people that are in your space or in your environment if you need to. So let's say if you're doing something on the on the goggle right you can actually change it to actually see that person approaching and be able to talk to that person things like this are definitely advanced features that let's say the quest doesn't even come close to um so now i do think that the technology is advanced enough the only thing is the consumer isn't going to be able to afford this unless maybe they go crazy with the affirm <laughs> Pay, pay, uh, I'll pay later. I'll buy now and pay later. And I think that this is what you're going to start seeing more and more Apple mention and offer. Uh, they've already talked about it, right? How they're going to be offering things like this. So I think that's the only way you're going to see people go for the Apple Vision Pro. It's going to be financing this kind of product. Uh, I, I'm, I'm just impressed. <laughs> it's mean, more financing, more loans, more, more yeah. debt. They look lighter. That's they what look a little do. bit lighter than the uh, than the the Facebook ones. They, don't they? The just little they bit. Do. Cleaner. Yeah, they do. Yeah. Yeah. Um, let's let's gonna, talk about. Let's do you remember talk that about... ride at Disney World, the Carousel of Progress? Do you remember that ride? It was like their first ever ride at Disney World, the Carousel of Progress, in 1960. And they go like you know through time, you know, and how you know technology, and, and obviously, and they get to the last stage, and they got like technology. That ride was made like 1960, and yeah. the dude. It, and they were projecting into the future into the 2000s and the dude was wearing a headset and they're like that it reminded me of that go to the carousel <laughs> really? progress i'm like hey. disney world predicted this product 60 years ago it's out there it's out I'm there like, right they yeah. predicted this product 60 years ago it's so tron now all it's over out again. there so it took 60 years for them to create something that disney envisioned 60 years ago but well, we're just getting started, guys. I think that I, I one think thing we are. I, I'm a believer in AI, a believer the in augmented is... reality. I'm a believer in all of it. Make it smaller, less clunky. Figure it out. All right, and another cheaper. conversation. Make it from cheaper. This. <laughs> yeah, we the, need that. The first Look. ride I went on, I can remember going was uh, "It's a Small World." Remember that one? Well, yeah, yeah, that was a yeah. classic, it's a small man. World Sing the song, Joel. Sing the song. All right, guys, I'm gonna pivot Bye. us here. Let's go. Let's um, this conversation that I'm going to pivot us to is also something that got caught. It was really hot, right? Um, I know that a lot of people caught this. I was live when I started seeing this happen. I was watching the Apple event, and so I went live. Then out of nowhere, all of a sudden, I see everybody in the chat yelling one word. Unity, 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 unity. unity. <laughs> and, and there you guys see it. It started making a move, and it looks like uh, it started yeah. higher after Apple announced a partnership with the company for wow. Vision Pro. And who was talking about Unity could potentially be a big move? I think we were right on top of this one, This Dennis. show. We were oh, watching this. Me and this. Mitch were all over Unity. Oh, but I'm of course. So, did you buy it? We missed it, bro. Did we missed it? it. Like usual, bro. We, we missed it. We both did the same thing. We both talked and we both liked it at 29 bucks last week. 
and neither of us bought it. What the hell's wrong with us? Why don't we listen to ourselves? We go we for start other listening ones, to our shows back because I it comes out of yeah. my mouth and then I move on and I forget about it. Same I thing happened to me. It was Adobe. setting up well. Unity. I'm like, it's got the story. You know, the story's behind there. It's sleepy. 27, 28, 29. The slow, steady climb, and then the blast off. Man, hopefully some of the chat got it. But again, me, money, Mitch talking about it didn't execute. It had a nice move. I mean, it gave you a nice technical move. I was looking at Broadcom just because you mentioned Apple and you see what happens to his stock. But even if you didn't have your Apple Vision Pro goggles on, uh, it broke out on Friday. I mean, even if you didn't pick it up at 29, 28, 29, you know how, you know, I like to give two scenarios, buying something on strength or buying it on weakness. I mean, that was a clear move over 30 uh, on on Friday and then, Boom, opened up right near the high of the session. Now where do you go? I mean, where do you go from here? I mean, this thing is still way down at the bottom of the chart here. You can't even start thinking about a 50% retracement. So I know on this one we'll say don't chase, but, man, I don't know. If you don't chase, I don't know if you're going to get this one. It's I don't think you're getting back buying. down to 30 anytime no. soon. Nope. No. Maybe nope. you get the pullback in the 32, 33 area. You need to get a little stabilization, a little rounding again, and then you go it again. I mean, stocks continuously give you good setups. You know what? You're looking at that little hook. You know, like stock comes off, starts to stabilize and starts to, you know, hook up a little bit. And I mean, that's what Unity was doing. It's kind of, you know, that's if we wrote a technical analysis book, I'd have like, you know, like I said before, I'd have like four. I did give you it. part of the book. You Support, have resistance, trends, 50% retracement, and then I'll do the fifth page, the hook, the little hook at the bottom. And they stop going down. They start looking like they're hooking up a little bit. And then that's that's how I do it. That's it. Uh, PKPK got some you. I had Pactor on, I believe, last week on the closing print. And uh, Pactor talked about it. So PK, PK was able to participate. So uh, thank you, Michael Pactor. I saw him on uh, the secondary shows talking about it yesterday. But uh, let's get follow through through yesterday's high. You always like to see that. That's just, you know, 39.45. Uh, that's a couple bucks away. So uh, if you don't get through that area, maybe you get a little chance of a fade, but uh, that's it, 36.32. If you want to start nibbling today, maybe if you see it unchanged at 36.32, you maybe could start to build a position. But right now, uh, trading up a stick at uh, 37.32. Let's talk about something that also came from this moment, right? We can talk about the battle between Intel and Taiwan Semiconductor. And the Apple that Intel has now lost um, after 2020, now no Apple computers are using Intel chips. Yet to make the M2, you do have to use temp, uh, Taiwan Semiconductor's process. At least this is the rumor that's out there because it was the same for the M1. So that's one thing that you know people are kind of looking at TSM today. Intel, Intel definitely came back yesterday. I added a little bit, still have an ability to maybe add one more. I've been trying to build up a position in Intel um, to the long side now, ever since that NVIDIA mention. We'll see what happens. The battle's on, but definitely Intel has lost Apple. I have that i7 in this computer, and I said before, and I don't know why I've always bought you know Intel core processors. And I tell you, man, it's brand new and it's not 
nearly as good as my other one, which I believe doesn't have an i7 chip. I believe it has an AMD chip. So I don't know what Intel has done, but I think they actually are going to lose me as a customer here too. I think I'm done with Intel processors. So what that means, I don't know. They need to figure it out because they were the leader. It was Intel inside, Joel, all those years. Yep. You know, Intel inside. Do, 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 the little chime and everything. And everybody's like, oh, I have Intel inside. And AMD was going out of business. It was a dollar or two dollars. And NVIDIA wasn't even on the board yet. And I mean, Intel, whoever, you know, just run this into the ground. But it's basically what's happened here. They need to turn around. They need to figure it out. I still have Intel long. I have calls written on it. Like I said, I may get called away. I thought I was getting called away for sure. But now it just tanked again. So maybe I don't get called away. Um, and I have June written too. I think I'm still going to get called away because I'm, I'm lower written. I, I, lo- I wrote it in the money. I don't always do that, but I did because I had a feeling that the thing would sell off. What, what did you write? Do you remember? I think 28s. I'd have to go look. Okay. The June 28s. I wrote it back in like March. Had the little run up. And then I'm like, you know what? I'm writing this. I got two bucks for it. I think it was at the money at the time. And I'm like, you know what? And then it ran up even further. Um, but it just seems like every time Intel rallies, just another stuff. Yeah, it has. I don't know what just, turns the story around. Not a you pretty chart. Yeah. I mean, oh, value yeah. is there, but the mobile eye thing, how many times, how many, many different ways can oh, they screw that, us? That you know, mobile. now they're going to talk about selling their mobile eye position, spin it off to the shareholders, let us handle it. We handle it better. I just, I, I'll be glad when Intel's gone from my portfolio. Next. Ouch. That says it all, right? I mean, we'll see what happens there. We'll keep an eye out on this situation and how it develops. I did see a downgrade also on Apple. Just to mention, DA Davison did downgrade it, lower price target to 185. Um, and I think that we'll just kind of keep watch to see if Apple can get a little bit of a bounce back. What today. is going on, chat? Thank you. What is happening with Coinbase right now? Because we just imploded on Coinbase. Is this, this the well notice? I've been talking about that. I'm worried about things like that. And SEC almost CNBC almost broke it ahead of us. And that's never happened before. But we broke it just splits. All up right. SEC says the crypto assets that Coinbase makes available on its platform put Coinbase operations squarely within the pure view of security laws and this was reported by reuters um just a few minutes ago oh, wow. um, so there you guys have it definitely taking a hit this is why i even mentioned this just yesterday on start swing trade mentioned that coinbase to me is a no touch too much regulation coming into this space that could come after the coinbase and now you're seeing it take a hit this is why i didn't want no touch of coinbase yeah, I, if you're bullish Bitcoin, buy Bitcoin. I mean, yeah, exchanges, that's what I would do. You know, the Maras, <laughs> the riots, the Binance's. I always like Hive because obviously, you know, we, we, we've had Frank Holmes on here so many times, and I just think Frank is really smart. He's one of the smartest people I know. So I've always kind of been biased to buy Hive just because of Frank. But I mean, I, I don't know. Coinbase, it looks like they just got problems now. They don't even know. You know, now they're getting sued by the SEC. Chairman's coming on, Gary Gensler, 9 a.m. I'm sure he'll have something to say. <laughs> yep. I, I just think why. Why you want to take risks here? You know, you don't know what this is going to turn into when the SEC is coming at them. Is there the potential for a turnaround story here? Sure, there's always a potential for a turnaround story here. But I'm not putting my money on it. Uh, just if you're if you're a bottom fisher here, uh, your January 19th low, 47.92. Haven't hit that yet. And then your next daily low, 45.38. So looking at those two numbers, 
maybe I'd split them. 46, 46 and a half would be uh, two and a half star support. But uh, big move, man. And uh, it was already trading down off the Bitcoin, off the uh, off the Binance news. So, mm-hmm. man, oh, man, oh, man. How that stock traded 400. Was that on the first day of trading? 429. Bitcoin was everything was going to be crypto. And we were never going to use, you know, U.S. dollars again. We were all going. It was all in the 2021 bubble of everything. Yeah, four hundred and twenty-nine dollars, Joel, and it's been basically straight down ever since. Well, one thing that I will tell you guys is you're seeing relationships get hit. Also, you're seeing MSTR take a hit here. You're seeing the miners start taking a hit here, um, and we already know that coin, uh, Bitcoin, was already being pressured down. Uh, be- from the situation with Binance that the SEC had sued the crypto exchange Binance, so it seems like they're just moving down the line. They first went after Binance. Now they're coming after coins. So this could mean more regulation down the line. Yeah. I would personally stay away. That's just my opinion. I'm not going anywhere near this. If anything, personally, I'm going to be looking for maybe some shorts today in this space. We'll see what happens as uh, Mara turned around. It was you. looking bullish. I even got out of this yesterday at 960. Now's the opposite. I'm thinking this could come right back down. And, and again, Mara was starting to look, you know, product, like some of these were starting to look, oh, it's bunching up here at 10. It's looking and now all of a sudden, it, no, it's breaking the wrong exactly. way. You don't want them breaking the wrong way. Is this the undercut and rally trick? Maybe. I don't know. This this is this these is so stocks easier, never really easier, pla- better these, places. for you. Yeah, these stocks went up with the original surge. They came down hard and then they just never, never really rebounded. I mean, they, you know, there was some, you know, some intermittent rallies in there, but like the MSTR, I mean, that would probably what, you know, was a clue. I mean, that thing got crazy. That got over 1300. So regulation, not good here. We'll see. Uh, this this brings know. us to another conversation here sure. too, though, on the overall market, because this market is still take the money when you got the money, exactly. because, you know, you started seeing these crypto stocks rally up. You started seeing them rally up. Somebody in the chat said they sold Mar above 10. Good job, because this is what this market is. It gives you a little five, six, seven, ten percent gainers. And then they pull the rug out from under you, it seems like, just instantaneously. And you're like, what the hell just happened? I know not an Apple, not a Microsoft, not you know those main tech stocks, but it seems like everything else. And same thing with IWM. It's finally looking good. Finally looking like, hey, we got a breakout here. You know, this IWM is looking healthy. We're above 180. And then what's it do the next day? Gives half of it back. Maybe this is the buying opportunity getting all those value names, but very disappointing day yesterday for value to not even hold those gains for a day. And the oil rug pull was nothing short of incredible too here because you obviously had the production cut, which was minor, but you know it was lifting the stocks in the pre-market. All the oil stocks were trading higher. They all opened up their opening tick and basically went straight down all day. So again, if you're not in AI, you're not in technology, this market is still selling rips on you. And that includes crypto because I don't see the connection. I guess maybe there is. Maybe we're all going to use Bitcoin in our AI world. But it's just, I don't know. This market wants AI stuff. And that's pretty much it. All right. Let's go to maybe just talking about oil there. It's, I see Joel have Oxy up. Um, and I think this could continue going lower. You know, I, Oxy is one that I'd maybe You've stay hated away that from. for a long time. Oxy, I'd stay away from. I, I'll give you. I was shorting XOM yesterday. So yesterday I shorted it's XOM. It's a weird chart. 
Um, it is really. You want to know I mean, why it's weird? It's because there's Bobby a war in support. Maybe the war in support. This would not be at $58 if it wasn't for Warren Buffett. Yeah, the XLE probably already is cracked. Much, look at back to February. XLE was 90. This was 58. Look at XLE has fallen down to 78. OXI is still 58. Why does OXY keep holding 58? Because Buffett backs up the truck every time it goes down there. And that's why I continue to do the same thing. Gets down to 58. I play it from the long side. And I'm day trading it, swing trading. I have a little core position in it still uh, because, well, and I and, and again, probably should just be selling that to rallies too, just from what I said two minutes ago. When you get the 3 4 5% gainers, you take them. Sometimes from a day trading perspective, you get 2% OXY, you take it. So you got the Warren Buffett buy zone. If he eventually stops buying, the stock will start cratering, though, because it's definitely not following on the other oil stocks. It's being held up because of Buffett. You know, he started buying this thing uh, originally uh, off the Anadarko uh, thing back in 18, uh, late in mid-18. I mean, so he rode this puppy all the way down. And then he started buying. So, I mean, if you're thinking like he's just been super fantastic on this, I mean, if you go to his blotter, I mean, I bet I you don't know if he's made any money on it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I would I would gather he might even be down in this. He's he's basically just been buying. He's at the same price. He's at 58. But we've all been able to trade it off of him. How many well, Warren rallies have we had off of this? So it's been yeah. a fantastic trading vehicle. But to Money Mitch's point, maybe it's not a great investing vehicle here. Maybe this is just, you know, Warren. It's it's the Warren stock, and I think we can, I continue to play it off the 58 because I think he's going to – you buy it at 58, and then the filing comes out, and it pops to 59 on the filing, and then you sell. But it's not getting as many pops as it was before. It used to be like, oh, Warren bought it, pops two bucks. Yep. No, now they're just expecting it, so it's not getting as much Warren love before, which maybe means it's getting tired. And also, what do we see happening, right? We see more concerns of recession, consumer slowdown. I think that this is also telling me recession's coming. And I would, I'm would i looking for XOM to break 100 on the downside now. You know, I think with this, uh, what's finally going to, and you know, I'm not making any predictions or anything, but um, I think as long as Warren's alive, I think the Oxy bid's going to be there. But God forbid something happened to him. Hopefully he stays away for much longer. Well, this, but I think I think everyone has got to be like, Warren, we can't buy that again. Why are we buying? It's like, I'm Warren Buffett. I'm buying this. I'm buying it no matter what. Because I just, it's been such a, a long trade. And I'm, I'm telling you, 80, 70, 60, 50, 40, the whole way down with the Anadarko thing. It couldn't have been a worse buy. So, I mean that that's gonna be the thing is is that, I mean the, if and when that happens I think that I think they'll be out of that stock I think no well there's a bigger issue here I mean if Warren gets sick just imagine he even gets sick and gets hospitalized the Berkshire Hathaway premium that's in there I mean we can say oh they have you know people who are gonna come over and take it but it's not Warren Buffett so I mean this is one reason why it's hard to own Berkshire Hathaway at this point in time I'm not sure what the premium is I checked it in the past but it's significant. And then obviously Charlie. How old's Charlie? Is he a hundred yet? He's gotta be in close. Let's go check Charlie Munger age. Uh I'd say under. I would What's say What's the over like, under? Uh eighty seven. No, I he's think. way older. I would he's just say older. old man, unfortunately. You wanna know how old Charlie is? How old Chad, how old do you think he is? <laughs> I knew he's old. He is ninety nine years old. <gasps> He's really? 99. Do you know what the life expectancy the future of, a, of medicine? Do you know what baby? the life expectancy of a 99 year old is? The average 99 year old. I looked this up once. 
It's like two years, one year. Hey, you never because know. When you get AI, up there, baby, every year is forever. just a bonus year. Even a perfectly healthy 99-year-old is expected to live another two years tops because it just it's old. It's old. I don't, I don't need a chat GPT. I need a Warren GPT. I want that brain in mind. Let's go. We got to make that I, Unbelievable. AI. These two guys, let's right? give them some props. <laughs> they are 99 years old and 92 years old and still working their butts off. They're doing these meetings. They're right into it. They love the game. And these two guys have got to be two of the best investors, if not the best investors of all time. Drink so, Coke, I love baby. These guys, eat candy. But they're old now, man. It's hard. I, I think they're still with it. I just worry that they're going to get sick. Hey, well, hopefully they don't, my friend. Hopefully they can keep I hope on they can keep going, going on forever. Right? I actually, I, I love Warren Buffett. You know, if you've listened to the show, I've actually yeah, we, you know, yeah. built my whole portfolio the Warren Buffett way. It was the first book that I ever read, you know, and I'm Can't all about blame you for it. value and looking, you know, at good companies at reasonable valuations trying to follow him he buys stuff i listen a lot of times i buy the same stuff that he's buying like ox but i mean we cannot argue that his age is against coke him. and you, coke and egg it, mcmuffins it, it, it made us be joel that that that's the elixir of life to keep you going is you drink your five cokes a day i mean he's the best coca-cola advertisement ever why does yeah, coca-cola what? not have warren buffett just as their spokesperson because here's a person that drinks coke all the time and this guy is now 10 years past life expectancy. I don't know if Uncle Charlie drinks Coke, too, but we know Buffett does. Unbelievable. Char- Charlie's a Michigan grad, too. I mean, what was the uh, I mean, the Carl Icahn uh, premium? I mean, look at that. I mean, that wow, thing got yeah, under. Yeah, but he's got problems. Now. Yeah, under $23. 20. Yeah, got $23. under $23. What happened? Carl! Now they got investigations happening. Holy Uncle Carl. Carl, just call Money Mitch. I got you, it's my friend. Its yield now is 34.78%. Whether that holds or not, who knows. But wow. Sell it all. Sell it all. That um, is a fall from grace. Now, I, I want to go over because uh, I don't know if Warren, I know he likes his Coke. He likes his candy. I wonder if he likes his peanut butter and jelly sandwiches. Let's P-D-J. go to JM Smuckers, baby. Who likes their peanut butter and J's out there? Let us know in the chat. Q4 adjusted EPS $2.64 beat the $2.37 estimate. Sales of $2.23 billion beat the $2.17 billion estimate. JM Smucker's fiscal year 23 outlook adjusted EPS $9.20 on the low end to $9.60 on the high end versus a $9.38 estimate. Um, so we'll see. Hey, what do you Ooh, guys think about back. JM Smucker's? Oh, it came back here. Woo! You uh, like their jam? Yeah. Mm. What was the low? Uh, what was your low on Friday? It, it, it's, tra- yeah. it's only trade thirty five hundred shares here today too. So you're talking about trade by appointment oh, only here right yeah. now. I mean, it's wide. It's pretty wide there. It's, right? Yeah, it's pretty wide. You know, the stock <laughs> has held up pretty well. I mean, on a comparative basis, right? Your uh, all time high that was made earlier in the year, it backed off. I just when you get a move like that on such light volume, I just look at that close, uh, 140, uh, 148, uh, or 149.06. Boom, get above there, 149. We'll call that resistance for now. Coming back on the downside, you're gonna get a reset at yesterday's low. Yesterday's low was 48, 48.40. So 
I don't know. Looks like he got some downside. Going to work into that candle on Friday. I mean, it was a decent report. The guidance was kind of, you know, in the middle. But uh, we'll see. We'll see what happens with uh, um, Smuckers today. You know what's really good is, uh, have you ever had the um, sunflower seed butter from Trader Joe's? Because I've, I've, I've never had a peanut butter and jelly sandwich in my entire life. What? I'm allergic. Yes. I'm allergic to peanut butter. Oh, I did not know. Never not. Yep. Yep. Did you know you we, didn't know we, that? We got to get you something else, no. at least a little jelly sandwich. No, <laughs> well, no, no. That's that sunflower seed butter from uh, from Trader uh, Joe's. Uh, got yeah. Do they have that, uh, Canada? No. Uh, they don't? I don't they, think so. Maybe. In Canada, don't they don't have sunflowers, man. Come on. No, we have sunflower. <laughs> I'm sure we have sunflower. Yeah, it's sunflower. Yeah, it's all maple, maple syrup. Butter, up, yeah. We have maple, maple syrup, Labatt Blue, and we have hockey. That's pretty much it. Oh, yes, and poutine. That's welcome. There to you go. There you go. We'll Joel's see what half happens. Canadian, remember. <laughs> I've had what? Half Canadian. Half Canadian. was Mama's Canadian. Yep, that's right. Hey. All right, let's keep going. Let's get to another one here. Let's go to GitLab as they reported their earnings here. Loss of EPS at $0.06 cents beats the loss of $0.14 cent estimate. Sales of $126.9 million beat the $117.78 million estimate. GitLab, I, I, I don't know too much about GitLab. Yeah, I'll be honest. I'll kick it to you guys. What do you guys know about GitLab? Nothing. Absolutely Nothing. <laughs> nothing. Absolutely I don't think I've ever nothing. traded. I have not traded this. I'll, I'll, I'll be. I'll, I'll what movie is that I have from? Never Dennis. traded this. <laughs> Do you know? I don't know, but I just could tell that was you, that was your movie. That's voice. from UHF. Do you remember that one? <laughs> you get nothing. Absolutely nothing. It was like UH. a show on UHF, and it's like, <laughs> and then it says, "Stupid! You're so stupid!" The host, because <laughs> he traded in like, they, "What's in the box?" <laughs> It was a great movie. I do not. I'm really ever. dating myself here on Zoom. That was a good movie. UHF. Weird. Forty six eighty six. March tenth. High. Where did you get to in the after hours? Forty six seventy nine. Boom. That's your target. You get through that, baby. Just keep on going. Maybe see fifty bucks. But uh, love to see like an after hours high coincide with like a daily high. It gives you just a little bit. You know, like uh, less. Uh, Oh, is that a Pee Wee Herman? Was that a Pee Wee Herman movie? No, that was Weird Al Yankovic. You oh, man. Okay, okay. Go get right. that scene. There's your level for Get Labs. All right, let's get one more in here. Let's do Sienna as they reported their earnings. Uh, Sienna's Q2 adjusted EPS 74 cents beat the 61 cent estimate. Sales of 1.13 billion beat the 1.09 billion estimate. C I E N coming down. Yeah, and his stock's all just, yeah, who cares? Yeah, really? right? Yeah. Like going to nowhere. Yeah. Where's my tech stocks? That's what I'd ask. <laughs> Yeah, well, Sienna is, but they didn't not, they not say anything about love. AI. Apparently not. Apparently they didn't get the not. memo that you got to talk AI 25 times in your conference call, and then your stock goes up. You don't mention AI in your conference call, and you're a tech stock, and your stock is going down. Even so if you're just you using, get. like, I don't know, AI for directions, just mention it or something because it seems mention, like they yeah, didn't do like, anything. Just <laughs> mention it. You're networking equipment maker. I mean... Somehow tie AI into that and your stock would have been up right now. But you don't mention AI. See ya. Yeah.
44 bucks. And Dennis threw that out there. We got a step down. Something just happened. I don't know if it was like the conference call. Because when I looked at this earlier, it was trading up a buck. Now you're down two and a half bucks. The reason I like this 40. There's one low in the 44 handle at 44.47. See if you get hit there. If not, two lows at the 44 area back in May. So that you're looking back, coming back on the upside. Uh, a lot of people caught. Now you might, uh, now the bottom of yesterday's range, 46, 44, C and a cord. That's C-I-E-N. right. It was Wheel of Fish. UHF was the movie in the game show. So the UHF movie, we're going back to this. We're never going to get away from it now because it was such a good movie. But they like <laughs> created a network and they were trying to get like content and shows for the network. And they had this one guy, and they came on, and it was Wheel of Fish was the game show. And you spin wheel the wheel, fish. and there's different fish on the wheel. And it was like, oh, Red Snapper, very tasty. Red Snapper. Do you want to trade in the Red Snapper to go for what's in the box? They're like, uh, yeah, I'll, t- I'll go for what's in the box. And then they lift the box. He goes, nothing, absolutely nothing. Stupid. You're so stupid. That is, I don't know what you awesome. had. <laughs> I what did you do this morning, man? I'm this is what happens when the markets are slow. Our show like is cast. not sponsored by Tilray. I just want to mention that. <laughs> Weird Al Yankovic, Michael Richards, David Bowie's in it. Uh Victoria Jackson, George Fisher, and uh Getty Wanatananabi Kuni. I don't My know. My wife just that. came in to ask me if I was okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I think she did a wellness so check. Well, check on Dennis. Aisle three. Can you ever get? How can you get this movie? Can you get it on? Uh, uh, I'll have to. You see can only can. get it in Dennis's head. That's the only way. Yeah, you know, boy, I mean, I've been working with him for a hundred years. And Wheel of Fish. I'm, okay, move on. All right, guys. I'm gonna bring us over Weird to Al, some stocks. You. Let's go taking some looks into uh, Trade Zero today. See what the gappers are showing up there. If you guys see anything that's moving, you guys want to talk about it, now's your opportunity. Let's get to Trade Zero. All right. So here you guys have it. We'll take a look really quickly to see what we see in the Trade Zero here. Of course, uh, you guys see... Some stocks up here, a little bit of a mixed signal. I see CTAS. Is that kind of earnings? Uh, they got that up. I, that might have been one that I missed there. A little smaller name. Um, of course, this does like the uniforms and things like that. Yeah. Uh, looks like, uh, no, I think this might be an analyst rating. They got this up. Uh, yeah. Initiated coverage by UBS is giving this a little bit of a lift there. We're back into normalized markets. And I've talked about this before too. When you get the VIX down, you know, 14, 15, 16, analyst ratings uh, affect the stocks a lot more. When you have the VIX up at 28 or 30, the market is so driving price that individual ratings don't matter as much. When you come in here, we're normalized markets, ratings move stocks. So you see like even dollar general, I mean, it's down again. This, you know, it gets another downgrade because it gets downgraded every day and it's down again on the next downgrade. I mean, it's just the kind of market we're in. It's being driven by individual stock stories and analysts have a lot more influence in that type of market. So you see CTAS, you're like, well, it's a big pop for an analyst rating. Well, I mean, this is just the market we're in. Let's take a look at it. CT all-time high, right? Cintas Corp, we're talking. Mm, I don't know. Is that 48,000 shares have traded? I just big move, man. 460 to 484. 
I mean, it's breaking out. I just keep an eye on the close uh, that close 84 and a quarter. And you want to bust through uh, 485, 63. If you want to subscribe to the, you know, Kenny Glick theory, 485, get you 490, 490, get you 500. That's uh, how to give you technicals on a stock like this one. It's looking real good. Lower beta, even though Lower it's $400 beta. stock. All right, let's keep going. Let's go. Is this the opportunity for shop? Man. Shop, shop, shop to you. I know. We've liked this stock and we liked we even liked it the other day when it was pulling back like 57, 58. We're like, I actually got hit that day. (laughs) I got hit that day. I got hit that day. It pulled back. Yeah, this that was this pop. That was this pop right here, and it just came right back down. Yeah, are you I got it? out. Or, or no, you I got just, out. Yeah, you're too short term like me. We traded, yeah. and then we don't <laughs> yeah. hold on long enough. I mean, it wa- I wanted it to hold 60. It got above yeah. 60, and then it came right back below 60. I was like, yeah, I'm out of this. Um, but now we're recovering 60 again, now towards 6170s. What do you see on this chart, Joel? What's the news? What's the news? You got anything? No, on this? I, I, I don't think it's news. I think it's just kind of more, just kind of hanging. Uh, it's got to be something. Pattern. I'm gonna go looking. You, Let me see. Give the tacticals on. Yeah, yeah, we'll take a look. Uh, you're you're challenging the high from last week. You're breaking out here, or at least from last week's high, uh, sixty-one forty-nine. Uh, if that's not good enough for you, I mean, then there's really no two highs in the same area. Uh, sixty-two oh four, and then things open up to sixty-four oh five. I think the best level to give you, oh boy, high of the move here. Uh, no, sixty-four oh five would be another target. It's up on three hundred thousand shares. They sold so. something. They sold something? Yeah, I don't know the story. It's a complete a sale of something. That's the headline. So whether you know that's the market mover, if there's something else there, I don't know. But yeah. anyways, that's what I'm getting is they sold something. All right, let's keep going. Uh, let me take a look. Uh, Adobe showing up there. That I'll look to see if that can ever pull back. I'm looking for a move back towards 400. This has just been complete takeoff mode. I keep seeing more and more talk of their ge- uh, generative AI um, that they're All using. All takes, man. Uh, the story. Beta that's out there. It's not in full service yet. It's still a beta, but I can see how many uh, kind of YouTube videos I see coming out on it, how many people are looking at it. This is why I think it's getting that lift. 340 to 440, basically in one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, and like 13, 14 days. I mean, it's hard to chase these things now. You need yeah. a pullback, and it seems like every time you get a little pullback, people are hungry for the AI story. Adobe's got it. You know, there's so many major tech stocks that have it. You've got, you know, obviously other ones making all-time highs. This is a long ways away from its all-time highs. So I'd say I'm a buyer of pullbacks on Adobe. Uh, quiet, uh, 14,000 shares of traded. I mean, if you want to take, uh, uh, you know, a stab here, you are off the lows of yesterday's session. Wow. 426.96. So you're stepping out eight bucks. Maybe get a couple other lows in this area to, you know, make sure you got a firm buyer at 430 and under. Uh, but it's just, once again, it's one of these charts where, Boy, you look at, oh, man, since mid-May, man, this thing is just, what a rally. I got to sell it. And then you take a look at the monthlies and you say, wow, 699.54, all-time high. This puppy's just getting going here. So uh, seller at 440, recent high of the move, 440.38. All right, I'm going to do one more. Let's take a sure. look at 
down gap here, and then we'll wrap up on the gappers list. I do have a little bit of a surprise for you guys. We'll have a, a guest in the back that I want to bring on. Ooh, nice. He's pretty good. Uh, he's a CMT. I, I, I know him pretty close, and he's a good friend of Ryan Dietrich. So you, oh, you guys like know special uh, any friend of Ryan Dietrich, I definitely would love to have him on here. Uh, let's take a look at the down gap here. Uh, you see NVIDIA showing up there. Is this the turnaround top for NVIDIA? Did we already see it at 419? Um, yeah, I think so. To be honest, I think it actually did top out. Um, now it was at the all time high, who knows, but I do think we have just went way too far, way too fast. We're talking about a stock that was a hundred bucks seven months ago. It's $400. Now it's market cast went from 250 billion to a trillion dollars. I mean, it kissed over the trillion and obviously, you know, now it's coming off here. I think, I think it did top out. Um, I think, I don't know if you're ever going to fill this gap, like down to 300, but wow. I think it needs some, it needs a break. It needs some, you know, it needs a break. So yeah, I'm with you. I think it could have topped out. Uh, I mean, I think you just got to respect that gap area. I mean, that would have been something that would have kept you in Facebook uh, for a long time. Uh, the low on that gap day. I mean, it's a ways away. That's down in the 366 handle. Really tight range yesterday. I mean, for NVIDIA to have uh, less than a 10-point range. So, uh, so, you know, buyers and sellers coming together here. I've uh, continued to mention the the uh, all-time closing high as, like, the level of levels. And that would have done, that would have uh, fared you pretty well because you hit that that <laughs> closing high uh, on the day that it went to four nineteen thirty eight, was that like an that was a, after an upgrade? That was after the report. So that that four oh one eleven number came into play three times after that. Uh, now sellers are stepping down here. Uh, let's call um, you know you got to respect this three ninety five sixty five. Another looks like you're going to have your third lower high here in Nvidia. Uh, looking a little profit taking, but you know they're. They're being patient. They're not. They're not like whooping this thing. You need a big market meltdown. There's still a lot of underneath demand here yeah, too. I think so, so too. it's not like it's going to go straight down and tank. I don't think that's going to happen. But it did feel like you know we topped out on that 400 day when he got over there. I feel like it's got some work to do to actually you know go lower. But I mean, it'll take the story again. I mean, this story is still hot. So all it takes is yeah. a couple headlines or something. It could take it off again. So cautiously bearish is what I would say on NVIDIA at this point in time. All right, let's go ahead. Let's bring on my friend Scott Brown, CMT founder and chief investment strategist at BeatTheBench.com. How are we doing, Scott? Hey, I'm good, guys. How are you all doing? Doing great. Ready to talk a little bit about the market. First, of course, you know, today's top story, Apple. And uh, of course, uh, are you getting the goggles anytime soon, Scott? I can assure you that I will never have the goggles. <laughs> I wouldn't be buying the goggles if they were a thousand dollars. I'm definitely not dropping thirty five hundred on them. No, definitely. And uh, of course, we saw Apple turn around a little bit on that. Do you think this was kind of just more the sell the news event, or you think that we could see Apple still battle up here? Yeah, I mean, you never like to see a stock kind of, you know, make an all-time high and then immediately reverse and kind of get lower on a super tactical basis. At the same point, you know, at the same time, if you're a longer time horizon, an all-time high is an all-time high. It's something that's in 52-week relative highs. So I think bigger picture, you know, it's, it's hard to argue with it. I think you've got to see some real bearish follow-through to kind of think that, you know, we're actually rejecting that top. I think that 
tech is still leading comms growth all that's that looks still the place to be that's still where the market strength is so bigger picture i'm not going to just say that you know that sell the news and that was the top now right now i know you keep up with a lot of industries sector outlook scott what are you seeing for strength right here of course and what are you seeing on weakness yeah so i mean y'all were just talking about ai how can you not that's what um you know my report this morning was we do a tuesday deep dive and we finally did ai i mean yes some of those semiconductors are pulling back but i thought it was interesting uh doing the deep dive some of those etfs like bots uh one of the global x products hadn't really pulled back over the past couple of days um there's still strength in these names i really like adobe they announced, I think it was the integration of Firefly into Photoshop, and the stock has just been straight up. It kind of propelled it, um, you know, to six-month highs on that news. So there's, I think that story is still going, and that's still where the strength is. Um, you know, small caps, that the Dow, nice into last week, uh, but intermediate term, that's the rest of the market is still weak to neutral at best. All right. And where do you see some weakness? Are you seeing some breakdown? What do you think about maybe like oil names? Do you see that continued breakdown uh, showing up? Yeah, I think it's do or die time um, for energy. You look at um, things like Exxon, by far the strongest stock within energy. The MACD has worked very, very well. The daily MACD over the past year, it recently had a daily MACD buy signal. If it can't follow through and starts to lose, uh, those March lows, you know, I think that's the kind of final straw for the energy sector. So it really needs to find a way uh, to make a stand. And, you know, you talk about the oil commodities. Uh, it just doesn't act well at all. OPEC seems to come out with these announcements. They keep trying to do things to prop up the price. And, it, you know, it moves up for an hour and a half. And then it's, you know, making new lows. So it, it's hard to feel structurally positive um, about what's going on in the energy space. Um, the other weak thing continues to be financials, uh, KRE up into that 42 range. That's the kind of scene of the second crime. The first was the major breakdown back there up above 50. Um, but 42, I think there's probably a lot of bag holders that bought that mm. initial dip that are just going to be waiting to kind of unload those shares to get me back to even crowd. Um, and so, you know, if we can get up above it, great, but it's not the time that I'd be betting on, you know, further upside for the regional banks here. Scott, Dennis Dick here. Nice to meet you, Scott, too, as well. Um, we've just been talking the same thing. Like, there's just the tale of two markets here. I mean, you've got technology that seems to be in this, you know, like this relentless bull market, anything to do with AI they're hungry for. And then you've got, you know, like half the other market that's just not participating. We see a little bit of life on Friday where they were buying everything. They started coming in. They actually started buying the IWM. And then that quickly gets sold. Do you think... Like, are we going to get past this eventually where they start buying all the other stocks? Or does it go the other way where they start selling off tech stocks and the other stocks lead us down? How do you see this overall market resolving? Because we're not going to just continue to sell value and buy these growth stocks forever, are we? I, I don't think so. I, and I couldn't agree more. Um, the big thing that I've been talking about with my subscribers over the past couple of weeks, since about the middle of May, it's kind of been the split stops here. And so in the middle of May, what you got was you got IWM right there on support again, right on the lows. We all see that giant line that goes back to 2018. And you got QQQ up into its August highs. Since then, 
IWM has at least held. QQQ obviously broke out up above the August highs. So, so far, you know, that split is kind of fixing itself. I don't know if the gap's going to close, but I, my point was I didn't believe they could keep going in opposite directions with one at resistance and one at support. So far, so good. But, yeah, we, we've got to see more follow through because I think, obviously, if IWM breaks down, if you look at small cap growth, there's this year-long wedge pattern, this year-long triangle. That's got to eventually resolve higher. And I think that really holds the answer because I don't think you can have small caps break down to, you know, below that huge support level and not finally hit the rest of the market. As far as which way it will actually go, I mean, obviously the textbooks will tell you, you know, price should follow breadth. The majority of stocks are kind of worse off. Um, but we have certainly seen instances where large cap growth is able to power this market higher, and so far it has. Uh, right, looking well, at, ahead, uh, just looking at the price action in uh, Apple from yesterday, uh, you know, the bulls could say, hey, you made a new all-time high by two bucks. It came off hard. Uh, now you're five bucks from that area. Uh, just taking a look at the price action uh, from yesterday. What are you know? And looking forward, what what are you using to determine you know if we've you know? I mean, a lot of times it makes a new all time high and doesn't see that level for a while. What are what are you using either to get out of the stock, take profits, or protect profits? Yeah, I mean, so the the relative um, high. And do you guys mind if I share my screen? Pull it up and um, go for it, Scott. Let me pull up Apple real quick. And uh, I am throwing up here in the chat there. You guys can get his Twitter here. I always love Scott's charts. They're always uh, really well-defined. And you guys can check him out on Twitter. He posts them up all the time and definitely has a great sub stack if you guys want to check it out. All right, yeah, now I'll get you up here, Scott. There you go. Cool. So, yeah, I mean, I like this kind of, you know, relative high. You still want to see it leading. There's this little bit of a gap. I mean, if you want to be kind of tactical and you're like, well, a new high is a new high, um, that gap down there, you know, one – see 175 176 it looks like is the high like i said i i've kind of inclined i'm a little bit more of an intermediate term investor a lot of my subscribers are financial advisor advisors that might not be um so in the weeds i mean certainly there are people that are going to look to short and the play there is obvious you know you're short and if we break up above 185 you know that's your stop loss so i think the risk is well defined if you want to take a stab against it but bigger picture, you know, I just see new highs, new relative highs. And so I'm inclined to view this as a buying opportunity. The other kind of thing here, the 50-day moving average certainly has been working um, in this recent uptrend since March. Uh, so you can kind of use that as a stop as well. All right. Well, thank you for joining us today. Scott Brown, Beat the Bench. Check it out, team. I appreciate you coming on and have a great day, Scott. Hey, thanks for having me, guys. Always. Take care, man. All right, let's go ahead. Let's wrap up the markets. What are you seeing, Joel, in the ES? Quiet. Quiet, very. quiet, quiet. Very, very quiet. Uh, but I, I like I like the setups here both ways. We kind of had a quiet day yesterday. Uh, yesterday's low. I mean, you got to focus on that. 42.73. The bulls have defended it so far with your pre-market low. Uh, being 42.73.75, that's been your highest low since August of 2022. And then on the upside, you know, I always like the high close of the moves, you know, to see what can we do. We held that 42.88 yesterday. 
Uh, we didn't sniff it here in the pre-market with the pre-market high being 42.85. So I think you got to, I think the bears are going to be defending that area for the pre-market high up to the close. And the bulls are going to vigorously defend that low from yesterday. So something once something's giveaway, we've been just hanging out near the lows of the session. So a little bit of favor to the downside. Triple D, you seeing anything moving in? Oh, no, uh, it's really quiet. The you got, you hit the, no, you hit the nail on the head. It's really quiet here. Um, I'm seeing some imbalances, a little more to the sell side than the buy side, but they're kind of mixed. Everything right here, just quiet. That's the name. That's the word for the day is quiet, quiet, quiet. Calm before the storm. I don't know. I guess when CPI? Uh, 13th, yeah, it's a long ways away. Yeah, we're in like the lull. The yeah, there's no earnings. I mean, this market's just sitting here waiting for its next idea. Gensler's gonna come on in a few minutes. Coinbase, probably the big story of the day. Yeah, another 17 percent. So, not pretty there, but other than that, you're right, very, very quiet. Yeah, and another thing I think is important is that just look at the move that we've made in the last like kind of week, right? This is a good expansion. This is where I thought we could find some resistance closer towards that 430. Of course, uh, kind of pointing towards more of that August 16th uh, kind of high there that went to 431. Uh, but this is where we found resistance before. Are we just going to find a little resistance and leak right back down? We this got the roll today too, folks. So you got the yeah. roll with the futures contracts. So look for some some choppy moves, quick dives, and then quick rebounds as they jockey for position headed into quad witch. Uh, and I got to hop. I got to hop too. Everyone have a great day. Fun show. Make, I hope so everyone I'll be uh, back at you. <laughs> these guys hopping quick for me today man all right guys i'll show you guys exactly what i'm looking at here towards the end here uh so for like the spy i'll be looking to see if we can come back in well come back into that daily high and then just kind of top out here um so if we can come back towards like let's say 428 16 on the spy i'm gonna look to see if we top out there and then turn right back down to the downside we'll see what happens if this does come down today and we'll see what I can get into, right? Like always, we're going to keep battling here. You guys do us a flavor. Smash that like button. Show us that you guys want to see different people and different things added to pre-market prep. The number one way you can do that is hit the like button and show us that you guys appreciate the show and want to see more of pre-market prep. Smash the like, guys. I look, I'd love to see you guys out there uh, conversating about stocks, helping each other, talking about catalysts, and even talking about stocks that are having breaking news, just like we had with Coinbase. We'll see what happens in the market today. Like always, you guys can keep up with all the action right here on Benzinga. Catch me later today on Start Swing Trade. That's where I talk a lot about the trade setups that I'm looking for for the following day. So if you guys are catching me here conversation like I did today, about certain stocks like on Coinbase, uh, necessarily putting out a warning that I wouldn't want to be in it because of situations that couldn't come with regulatory issues. And that was talked about yesterday, right there on that show. So don't miss it. Start Swing Trade starts at 3 to 4 p.m. Eastern every single day. And of course, catch live trading. That's coming up next. Don't go anywhere. We got a lot for you today. There's going to be a lot to go on. Yesterday, I battled. I got caught a little bit there in the SQQQ um, when we started getting kind of that downturn in data issues. Took a hit, later making it back on XOM. I'm ready to get after it. Small account is keeps on going. Um, now close towards 18 and 20% gains on the small account challenge. So if you want to check that out, 
Come over and check out what we got on live trading. That's starting up next. Don't go anywhere. Right here on Benzinga.